2nd Kings chapter 10 now. And the heading for this, and we're reading out the New Living Translation. Heading for this is Jehu kills Ahab's family. Ahab has 70 sons living in the city of Samaria. So Jehu wrote letters and sent them to Samaria to the elders and officials of the city and to the guardians of King Ahab's sons. He said, the king's sons are with you and you have at your disposal chariots, horses, a fortified city and weapons. As soon as you receive this letter, select the best qualified of your master's sons to be your king and prepare to fight for Ahab's dynasty. But they were paralyzed with fear and said, we've seen that two kings couldn't stand against this man. What can we do? So the palace and city administrators, together with, I was thinking about a few episodes ago, I was talking about the palace, the old skating rink that I never got to go to as a kid because my brother and I were sheltered. Anyway, I can't remember. It was like two episodes ago. Three episodes, I can't remember. All right, anyway, verse five. This is a different palace, though. So the palace and the city administrators, together with the elders and the guardians of the king's son, sent this message to Jehu. We are your servants and will do anything you tell us. We will not make anyone king. Do whatever you think is best. Jehu responded with a second letter. If you are on my side and are going to obey me, bring the heads of your master's sons to me at Jezreel by this time tomorrow. Now the 70 sons of the king were being carried for, cared for by the leaders of Samaria, where they had been raised since childhood. When the letter arrived, the leaders killed all 70 sons of the king's sons. They placed their heads in baskets and presented them to Jehu at Jezreel. A messenger went to Jehu and said, They have brought the heads of the king's sons. So Jehu ordered, Pile them in two heaps at the entrance of the city gate and leave them there until morning. And the morning he went out and spoke to the crowd that had gathered around them. You are not to blame, he told them. I am the one who conspired against my master and killed him. But who killed all these? You can be sure that the message of the Lord that was spoken concerning Ahab's family will not fail. The Lord declared through his servant Elijah that this would would happen. When Jehu killed all who were left of Ahab's relatives living in Jezreel and all his important officials, his personal friends, and his priests. Wow. So Ahab was left without a single survivor. This is God said through the prophet, the unnamed prophet. Then Jehu sent out for Samaria along the way while he was at Beth, Bethaked of the shepherds. He met some relatives of King Ahaziah of Judah. Who are you? He asked them. And they replied, we are the relatives of King Ahaziah. We are going to visit the sons of King Ahab and the sons of the, of the queen mother. Interesting that I call her queen mother. Take them. I don't know. Something about that just seems weird. Queen mother. Take them alive, Jehu shouted to his men, and they captured all 42 of them and killed them at the well of Beth Akid. None of them escaped. Verse 15, when Jehu left there, he met Jehonadab, son of Rechab, who was coming to meet him. After they had greeted each other, Jehu said to him, are you as loyal to me as I am to you? Yes, I am, Jehonadab replied. If you are, Jehu said, then give me your hand. So Jehonadab put out his hand, and Jehu helped him into the chariot. Then Jehu said, Now come with me and see how devoted I am to the Lord. So Jehonadab rode along with him. 
When Jehu arrived in Samaria, he killed everyone who was left there from Ahab's family, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. So yeah, Elijah told the unnamed prophet to go tell him that message. Jehu kills the priest of Baal. Verse 18, then Jehu called a meeting of all the people of the city and said to them, Ahab's worship of Baal was nothing compared to the way I will worship him. Mm. Therefore, summon all the prophets and worshipers of Baal and call together all his priests. See to it that every one of them comes, for I'm going to offer a great sacrifice to Baal. Anyone who fails to come with me, come will be put to death. But Jehu's cunning plan was to destroy all the worshipers of Baal. Smart move. Then Jehu ordered, prepare a solemn assembly to worship Baal. So they did. He sent messengers throughout all Israel, summoning those who worship Baal. They all came. Not a single one remained behind. And, all they, and they filled the temple of Baal from one end to the other. Verse 22. And Jehu instructed the keeper of the wardrobe, be sure that every worshiper of Baal wears one of these robes. So robes were given to them. Then Jehu went into the temple of Baal with Jehonadab, son of Rechab. Jehu said to the worshippers of Baal, Make sure no one who worships the Lord is here, only those who worship Baal. So they were all inside the temple to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had stationed 80 of his men outside the building and had warned them, If you let anyone escape, you will pay for it with your own life. As soon as Jehu had finished sacrificing the burnt offering, he commanded his guards and officers go in and kill all of them don't let a single one escape so they killed them they killed them all with their swords and the guards and officers dragged their bodies outside then jehu's men went into the innermost fortress of the temple of baal they dragged out the sacred pillar used in the worship of baal and burned it they smashed the sacred pillar and wrecked the temple of baal converted it converting it into a public toilet as it remains to this day Wow. In this way, Jehu destroyed every trace of Baal worship from Israel. He did not, however, destroy the gold calves at Bethel and Dan, which with which Jeroboam, son of Nabat, had caused Israel to sin. That don't sound good. Anytime <laughs> they go halfway or three quarters of the way on something, sounds like something he's supposed to do. Destroy uh, those golden calves, too. Nonetheless, verse 30, nonetheless, the Lord said to Jehu, you have done well in following my instruction to destroy the family of Ahab. Therefore, your descendants will be kings of Israel down to the fourth generation. Hmm. Remember, I was talking about how he revisits the sins of the fathers from the third to the third and fourth generation or something like that. Here, they're blessed. It works the same way. You can pass down blessings to the third and fourth generation here. This is my interpretation there. Verse 31, I'm reading into the scripture here. It's making a mental note. Verse 31, but Jehu did not obey the law of the Lord, the God of Israel, with all his heart. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. Yep, the death of Jehu. At about that time, the Lord began to cut down the size of Israel's territory. King Hazael, Hazael, conquered several sections of the country east of the Jordan east of the Jordan River including all of Gilead Gad, Reuben and Manasseh he conquered 
the area from the town of Aurora by the Arnon Gourd to as far north as Gilead and Bashan. Or Bashan, as some people might say. I like to say Bashan. <laughs> the rest, I was like, why am I holding this when I could just put it on my little holder here? The rest of the events in Jehu's reign, everything he did and all his achievements are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Jehu died, he was buried in Samaria. Then his son of Jehoaz became then his son Jehoaz became the next king. And all in all, Jehu reigned over the Israel from Samaria for 28 years. 28 years. Wow. All right, I think I'm gonna go ahead and knock out one more episode and then we'll call it a night. May the Lord continue to bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. I'm <laughs> sorry.